0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: What did your hometown do to you that you had to send your hurricane over to completely smash it today?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like to apologize for what uh, I am currently doing to, to Florida, the, the southwest corner of, uh, of Florida, or the southwest, I guess, south central ian never
3: really gets mad so he just bottles it up and it turns out like
2: this
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much like that it just it it just takes it builds up builds up and then instead of you know explode you know exploding on air or you know doing some kind of uh, angry speed or something like that you know like a normal person no he just you know goes into the back room summons mother nature (laughs) and then just watches his whole uh, uh, whole place burn come crashing down or stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's, works. De- it's definitely
2: not burning. Uh, there's a lot oh, of yeah, water. I've seen some of the video today. Uh, I was looking over on like the Weather Channel Twitter, and they, of course, have some pretty crazy stuff. Um, oh, yeah.
1: There, there's a gang of alligators fighting a pack of sharks in a Walmart.
4: Parking <laughs>
3: oh,
1: my <up>. gosh. <laughs> <real? laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm um, pretty much that of, uh,
4: Okay, that was There was a
5: shark
3: right that <laughs> swam down the street Alligator. in a yeah,
5: video. I, I thought he was, was getting... Oh, wait. There was a shark
2: swimming down a street? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of flooding, right? So the ocean is why do yeah. people live in Florida? I know. Well, it's warm, yeah. yeah there's no that. income tax like New Hampshire, yeah. And it doesn't have the winters like New Hampshire, but that said, either, you, you know? cannot shovel floodwaters away. Like people complain about shoveling snow up here, and it's like, well, okay, at yeah. least it's not coming in my front door I or can go in your there. basement, yeah.
3: Snow doesn't ruin mm-hmm. your basement, yeah.
2: I can go out there and I can shovel it away, and it's done with. Whereas right now, if you are in Fort Myers, Florida, in that area, especially on whatever that island is, I saw uh, some video where the video camera was apparently mounted six feet off the ground and like crazy waves were coming in, washing over this camera. Yeah, no, that's not good.
1: But but in Florida's defense, I mean, at at least there you can have yourself a pet alligator named Rambo. Like I remember seeing how somebody They took that lady's
2: alligator from her. Oh, they did. As I recall, Oh, that, oh, oh, that sucks. Maybe she I, got I, I, it back. I don't know what's going on. Uh, what happened with Rambo? But they were threatening that lady over over her pet gator. Uh, so that, no, you that, cannot legally have Florida's a pet gator.
1: Florida's so unique, you know. Between that and, and you know all the Florida man stuff, you know. I mean, yeah. Florida I man, wanna... you need
5: DeSantis. Like I heard, I heard DeSantis was gonna gonna put the hurricane on uh, on a, a plane and send it to Martha's Vineyard.
2: The video is pretty crazy coming out of south uh, southwest Florida right now. Uh, I feel bad for anybody that you know has to deal with the insane water damage that these buildings are are going to be suffering. But hey, you know you risk what you risk when you live right next to the ocean, and you know that hurricanes come in there fairly often. You know, for all the complaints that we hear about New Hampshire being so cold, uh, the worst weather that we have to deal with up here is a winter storm. Mm-hmm. And
3: there's not even that many winter storms like a, like blizzards, right?
2: I mean, we do get depends. the occasional
5: one point five magnitude earthquake. <laughs> no, <laughs> that no that nobody feels feel it, yeah. and no yeah.
3: bugs—not no well, bugs, but
5: bugs during the summer.
3: Barely any bugs. No bugs compared to Florida.
5: Actually, it wasn't like ten years ago. Vermont got absolutely hammered by an ice storm. I remember, because <laughs> I still lived in New York at the time. And everybody who owned a chainsaw in New York was, like, piling into their pickup trucks and driving off to Vermont to, like, bail Vermont mm-hmm. out with all the down trees and wires and everything that was everywhere. The
2: biggest it's problem it. you get into up here is usually that uh, if power goes out, it's, it's potentially deadly because, well, you might freeze if you don't have any kind of way of generating yeah. heat during the wintertime. And that's more of a problem of centralized power distribution than it is anything else because it's if, proof of failure when you centralize anything. You
3: can build a fire but if you can't cool yourself down somehow in Florida then you can die like old people die in Arizona every year.
2: Yeah, uh, old people die in Florida of, of heat exhaustion and things like that too for sure. So, uh there's you know not much else to say. It, the the hurricane down there is currently pummeling that that particular area. The I believe the eye just hit land fairly recently like within the last couple of hours. So, uh, and oh, and apparently uh, Weather Channel did a comparison. This particular hurricane, Ian, it uh, is much larger than a previous hurricane called Hurricane Charlie, I believe. It was 2004 that also took a similar path. It went very, very near where this one is. The Hurricane Charlie fit in the size of the eye of this current hurricane. Wow, really? Apparently, yeah. What yeah. was Charlie's deal? Because that was a famous...
5: Was that the one that hit twice? Didn't that one come, hit know. land, and go back out to the ocean, and then come, come in back? and hit again? That's I almost ringing
3: a bell. Charlie ra- just rang a bell this morning when Ian was talking about it. I was like, I remember that being on like Fox News when I yeah, was, it was a Yeah, it was a big
5: deal. This is a this is a much, much, much bigger hurricane, though. This is big. Yeah, no doubt about it.
2: We uh, just started talking about this Nord Stream 2 not the first nord stream so nord stream 1 was in the news in late july when the russian government said who, who operates this through their russian government operated gas company i think it's called gazprom right the, uh, gazprom announced it's basically uh, their exxon right well uh, is exxon state owned
5: no but it's just a giant
2: this is a state Bahamas. owned this is a state yeah. owned gas company this is the equivalent of the venezuelan uh, right, gas right, company right right but they're not a total mess. They actually get the job done and right. Venezuela is in terrible shape. Uh but anyway, so Nord Stream 1 was announced that they were going to cut the volume on the pipeline which goes to Germany's where it terminates. Uh they're going to cut the volume down to 20% of what its normal volume would be. And that's a huge cut. And so that happened for about a month's time and that was when the You know, the news started coming out about how Germany's going to start stacking gas, right? Like they're storing gas, they're storing this natural gas for the wintertime, knowing that things could get more difficult. So they're they're preparing for this. Gas prices started going up because of the restricted supply. And then toward the end of August, it was announced that Nord Stream 1 would be shutting down for repairs for a few days. Like shutting down completely, going from 20% to zero. But then what happened was... When the repairs were attempted, supposedly, they didn't succeed. And so the Russian government announced that they were, or Gazprom announced that they were not going to bring the pipeline back online at all. So no more 20%. It's going to stay at zero. And they said it's going to stay at zero until the sanctions against them end, that of course the European Union is participating in. And so the sanctions are prohibiting them supposedly from getting the necessary parts that they need that which they don't manufacture in Russia they're manufactured I believe somewhere in Europe hmm. or Canada it might actually be Canada anyway somewhere within the you know the big G7 block is where right. these parts are made and so Russia's saying well look you know we're happy to sell you gas but we can't sell you gas if the pipeline's not working and the pipeline's not working because well Y'all won't trade with us. So you don't want to send us the parts to fix, you know, we're willing to pay for the parts. You don't want to send us the parts to fix the pipeline. No gas for you. But here's the other thing. So that's Nord Stream 1, and that's what the current status of it is. Shut down. This week, just a couple days ago, or, you know, maybe a day ago, this (laughs) second pipeline got exploded, apparently. Something happened to it. And it's not clear what has uh, what has trans, uh, transpired, but obviously fingers are beginning to be pointed in this case. But what happened prior to this, as I understand it, with Nord Stream 2 was it was not being used. Even though all this money was spent on Nord Stream 2, some German politicians at some point, and I think this was actually before the whole Ukraine situation, some German politicians said, No, we're not going to use that right now. Now, when if they were planning on doing it later, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. But basically, this pipeline was not being utilized. They weren't actually pulling any gas from this pipeline, despite the fact that it is gasified or whatever. So Russia had filled this pipeline with gas. It was ready to go. Like, it was just waiting on the German politicians, essentially, to authorize the use of this pipeline. And now it's been blown up. Hmm. And now it's leaking uh, gas into the Baltic Sea. Interesting. So who is behind this? Well, of course, in the
3: the Baltic Sea, by the way, it's it's in between Sweden and Finland, like those fingers. Goes all the way yeah. th- over Poland, over Estonia, Lithuania, and, and over it touch Germany.
2: Russia on the eastern end.
3: Yep. Yeah. Just barely, right. little gulf.
2: Right. So and the, the one I
3: was thinking of was the Black Sea, and it's under Ukraine.
2: Thank you. So yeah. So that's what we're talking about here. And the question, of course, is who did this? So the finger pointing has begun. Some people are saying, oh, well, it must have been Russia. They sabotaged their own pipeline just to put it, you know, put the screws to to Western Europe uh, this winter. It was already going to be difficult for them without Nord Stream 1. And now they probably won't be able to use Nord Stream 2. We know that the uh, European governments are desperate. They need to get heat for the wintertime, and so they're having to buy from places like China, China, which are just buying the Russian stuff and then reselling gas it. and reselling yeah. it. Uh, but it's at a much higher price, so people are already seeing their power bills go crazy. Some people said it was Ukraine that destroyed the pipeline. Not sure what the rationale is for that claim. So there's all kinds of claims out there. But then here's what Joe Biden said apparently back in February of this year.
6: Let me answer the first question first. If Germany... If uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it.
4: Well, what how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control,
6: we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able
4: to do it. What a psychopath.
2: We have our ways. Yes. <sighs> why would the United States do this to their supposed ally? Because this doesn't hurt Russia as much as it hurts the European Union. Because they're the ones that need this gas.
3: That is really strange. Well, I mean, Biden said he would do it anyway, so...
2: That's right. That's why did
3: we- he say he would do it if... It hurts his allies anyway. It's just strange.
2: Well, he seemed to think it would punish Russia based on the 40-second audio that we played. Again, this clip of Biden was taken before the invasion of Ukraine by Russia.
3: Well, I mean, it's probably not going to hurt the politicians in Germany.
2: No, that's true. They'll be toasty warm.
3: And those are Biden's actual friends. And anything uh, to hurt Russia since they may be ruining his money laundering in Ukraine. So I guess I can see why he'd do it.
2: On uh, September 16th, Putin, this is according to Michael Schellenberger on Twitter, he says, Putin said on the 16th that if Europe wanted more gas, that it should lift the sanctions on Nord Stream 2. Quote, the bottom line is, if you have an urge, if it's so hard for you, just lift the sanctions on Nord Stream 2. Just push the button and everything will get going. So this is has been in the politicians' hands the entire time, mm-hmm. construction was done on this pipeline. It was filled with liquid, or I think it's liquefied natural gas. It might just be natural gas, but whatever. The It's filled with natural gas, and it was just waiting to be used. Here it is. Y'all, y'all need some warmth?
3: Here it is. So if it's filled with natural gas, does that mean the natural gas is spilling out into the That's sea as correct. well? That's correct.
2: Yeah, you can see there's, I haven't seen the video of it, but there's images of what looks like you're like almost, not a whirlpool, but like almost looks like a hurricane sitting on the, the sea itself. It's like a big slick? Big, well, not slick, but it's, it's gas. It's just, it's just like big bubbles. bubbles. See, right? I've seen coming, that, but that's yeah.
3: why I asked about the gas because I didn't know if it would be a different color.
2: Yeah, don't go over there and smoke a cigarette. Hmm. Right, nobody uh, light up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's just clear.
2: I mean, it's just white white bubbles coming up from... Uh, no, I mean
3: natural gas. It's clear. Yeah. I kind of imagined I, yeah, it like I it boil, is. I guess.
5: If you had a head of state in the most powerful country, ostensibly the most power, powerful country in the world, saying how they're going to sabotage one of your pipelines, yeah, and, and then it wouldn't happens? you put like extra security on the pipeline? Like I can't imagine
2: that. How do you do that? though? Yeah, I, underwater bad so, is- uh,
5: You know, and it's not like Russia's a in a, a defenseless country. They can afford to put as mm-hmm. much security on those pipelines as is necessary. I can't imagine anybody who's waltzed out there in a submarine and just started... Yeah,
3: but I was going to say, they wouldn't have to have cameras. They would have to have, like, a boat with radar detector. Which I'm
2: sure mm-hmm. they have, like sonar or whatever, you know. Yeah, maybe. Tons of them. There was something here about the Danish government maybe conducting some sort of investigation, and I guess Russia has issued a call to the UN Security Council to do something, address this issue in uh, in some way shape or form so that's what's happening here i don't know uh for how long this thing is going to be leaking uh, whether or not it can be repaired either way things are not looking good for the people in the european union coming up this uh this winter time it is going to be rough especially with like i said businesses closing down there was already last week we talked about a toilet paper manufacturer a luxury one mind you not the not the cheaper stuff but the higher end toilet paper uh manufacturer in germany has filed for bankruptcy because they had an insane power bill and they can't they couldn't raise their prices quick enough to recoup what they would need to pay the damn power bill for their factory because apparently it takes a lot of power to make paper products who would have thought yeah so that's just the beginning of this. I mean, we've already seen uh, bar- bars, for instance. So mom and pops businesses, bars and coffee shops in the UK, complaining online about their power bills going up by five, six times, things like that. I mean, the one I think one company had like a ten x or a twenty x on their their that's power crazy. bill. Now maybe those are freak occurrences or whatever, but it is true that everyone there is seeing increases. And so that's going to have to be reflected in the price of the products.
5: And the thing is, it won't drive those people to say, we need freer markets. It'll drive no. them to say, we need more centralized control. They want bailouts. Dumb. Yeah, they they want, want bailouts. Of course they
2: do. That's what all of these people are saying. In every article about businesses in in uh, the European Union that are having a tough time, it's all about, well, we just need a Check. I did run across a couple of other interesting things to share about this Nord Stream 2 situation. This is from RT.com, which of course is Russia Today. That's their official uh, propaganda arm. And they have this to say in a story about the irreparable, potentially irreparable damage. So we had talked about how Joe Biden in February promised to basically take out. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which has now been bombed, apparently this week, but a group of senior German MPs were quick to point the finger at Russia and blame Moscow for the incident. Quote, an attack on the energy supply infrastructure is intended to spread fear and terror, according to Roderick Keiswatte, a German MP and spokesman for crisis prevention. Uh, He said further, quote, therefore, it is likely that Russia is trying to stir up uncertainty among the European population, unquote, and is supposedly to demonstrate its ability to attack critical infrastructure. He added, accusing Moscow of employing a state terrorism approach. The head of the German parliament's defense committee uh, Marie Agnes Strach-Zimmerman told journalists, quote, that it cannot be ruled out that such attacks will be directed by Russia in order to shake our markets, unquote. She also used the occasion to call on Germany and the EU to free themselves from the dependence on Russian raw materials as quickly as possible. So you got the people in Germany who previously had an agreement with Russia to operate this pipeline, but then froze the... You know, froze the operation before it even got started and now it's been bombed. They're saying Russia sabotaged their own $20 billion pipeline here just to stick it to the European Union. It just doesn't make sense. That's hard to believe. I mean, I don't know how that...
5: I can't think of any rational reason why that would benefit Russia. I mean, they're losing the business. It's getting shut down. Now they have to pay to
2: repair it. Who else is going to repair it? I mean, that's, yeah, presumably it would be either Germany or Russia's responsibility. I I think it's a partnership on this pipeline. I don't know, you know, if it's 50 50 or if it's all owned by Russia or exactly how the arrangement is. But yeah, there's, it would be one of them. So let's focus a little bit more uh, closer to home. Bonnie, you had this story about the credit card debt crisis. And I don't have the average number, but I bet it's going to appear in this story. Of what the average American or the average American household's credit card debt is, I know. Last time we saw it, it was in the thousands of dollars. Uh, so let's hear about it. What's what's going on?
3: This is from uh, Fee, the Foundation for Economic Education, and it's called "How the Government Is Causing a Credit Card Debt Crisis." Inflation isn't letting uh, isn't letting up, and it's a top concern for Americans right now. But we just learned of yet another way surging prices are hurting families leading them into huge amounts of credit card debt. More Americans are racking up credit card debt as inflation pushes up the cost of food, utilities and other staples. CBS News reports 60 percent of credit card holders have been carrying balances on their cards for at least a year, up 10 percent from 2021, which we reported before with Aria. Hmm, We reported that fact.
0: As far as the credit card debt. I learned long ago, you never spend more than you got in your pocket. The only credit card that I was ever even tempted to get would have been a gas card. Because mm-hmm. so you know you're going to spend that. Water.
3: That's a good point.
0: So, yeah, I carry, I carry no debt. My house is paid for, my trucks are paid for, and it ain't nobody, I don't know anybody a damn thing but respect.
2: It's a good feeling, isn't it, Major? To live without debt. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't even have an electric bill. I live off panels and batteries. That's nice. great. That's, That's
2: great. awesome. Very cool. I've always had a credit card, but just to quote-unquote build credit, right? So, like, I always pay that bill as soon as it comes in. I never miss a payment. And, you know, I think that has that has helped uh, over the years, making sure I have a, a good credit score. Because every now and then you do need a credit score to do a thing, like get a home loan or something like that. And so it does help.
0: Well, I, I, I reckon God smiled upon me because I came into 13.5 acres. That was, uh, the guy was going through a divorce. He was six months behind on his payments, three years behind on his taxes. And uh, he had it like halfway paid off. So I picked this up for $1,000 an acre. I've had it paid off Damn. 20 years. And uh, I have never had to pull but one bank loan and that was just because on the precept you were talking about, trying to build a credit score. Mm-hmm. I bought it you struck on payments once.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's a good thing. Did your parents teach you financial responsibility?
0: Uh no, my mother and father went through a divorce and uh my supporter supported us all. Dad was uh he was right minded, but he was broke. Mm-hmm. He was broken hearted. And uh, it was all of his own damn doing, but that's a whole other story. We could take up a half an hour with that one. Um,
3: When do you think you picked up uh, your, your idea that you should never, or that you shouldn't live beyond your means?
0: Well, it's because I had, for a long time, had to support two and three children and had basically little means. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I gotta you you gotta do what you gotta do.
2: So you just There's learned it through time. necessity, is what you're saying?
0: Exactly, same mm-hmm. way I learned French. You can't afford somebody to fix your old crusty truck. Well, you better damn well learn how to do it yourself.
3: My dad also taught me to be frugal, and um, I've shown multiple people, like my friends my age. Those little stickers on the price tags on things in multiple different stores that show you how much it is per Per ounce ounce. or whatever. And Mm. then you can compare which one is the best deal. And they were just like, wow, never knew that. And I just remember my dad showing me it. So that's what I I mean. I always look at those things.
2: How could you not know that? It's right in front of your face. That's why it's there. Yeah.
3: Because it's much smaller than the big number, I guess. Well, um, even
2: with that, you still have to be careful because sometimes they change the per thing yeah, it's on it. Yeah, so per quart instead of per ounce Right. Or so you got to make right. sure you're comparing apples to apples. But that said, uh, so Bonnie, you're sharing with us a story about Americans and credit card debt. Apparently, were you saying that it's gotten worse after COVID or it's just worse due to inflation? I mean, obviously inflation's up due to the government's printing money out regarding, the, well, you know, using COVID as the excuse. It's
3: but. up 10% from 2021.
2: Okay, yep, um, that's something.
3: 59% of Americans who earn less than 50000 a year carry a credit card balance from month to month. Then in those that earn from 50000 to 80000 49% carry credit card debt from month to month.
2: Okay.
3: And 46% of the people who earn $80,000 to 100000 a year. So it's wow. most Americans.
2: significant, yeah. It sounds like most, yeah, for sure.
3: The article says this is a serious problem for many families. Quote, it's even harder to get out of debt when it's spending on necessities that got you into that position in the first place. Creditcards.com analyst Ted Rossman told CBS these expenses aren't easily avoided.
2: Right, yeah. It's one thing if you're getting into debt. For, you know, frivolous things like going to Disney World or, you know, getting a new car or something like that. Things that you don't necessarily need to do. You can you can make cuts and get rid of the daily trip to Starbucks or whatever it is that, you know, is adding to your monthly The Willie budget. Nelson chia head. Is that a thing?
5: Oh, yeah, I got okay. one. <laughs> Put it on a credit card.
2: Yeah, so those are things you can cut out. But you can't cut out going to the grocery store. Unless you can grow all your own food and slaughter your own animals, right? Like, most people can't cut out certain necessities in life. You've got to have electricity. Uh, you know, there's certain things that, that you need to have. And so that's what they're saying. Put the, people are putting these necessities on credit cards.
3: Yep. Because, it. I mean, this article that they're quoting from CBS is blaming it on inflation. There's multiple reasons why prices are going up anyway.
2: Goldbacks backs are for people that are, are wanting to use gold in commerce, and buying things, uh, paying people with them. But I still think them.
3: buying like a set and holding on to them is a good idea because they're so cool. They might go up in value more than dollars. I mean, more than, well, definitely more than dollars. But
2: Well, right now, more than the price gold. of gold is going down. So you, you actually, it's a pretty good time, in my opinion. Uh, I'm no financial advisor, but if I were you, in fact, uh, we are looking into buying some, uh, some gold backs right now. But. Uh, you know price of gold's down compared I think, to I, last you know what
5: few months. The, the, the if you pay attention to the the, the gold and silver markets the, the precious metal markets their prices are always depressed way below what they actually should be Oh and yeah. and, and, and you know I think if you look at places like eBay selling, you know, mm-hmm. gold, you're always going to find that it's selling in real life much higher, higher than what the spot price says it should be. Yeah, you can't get spot. It's impossible. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. you can't get spot. Spot, but spot prices are based on a bunch of contracts that, you know, promises to pay and promises delivered and so forth. And nobody ever actually delivers anything. And uh, so it's right. much cheaper.
3: And is that like unheard of in, other markets like it, that doesn't make sense to me for Bitcoin. It wouldn't be like, oh, it's impossible to get Bitcoin at spot price. You I mean, can like, get
2: Bitcoin at spot if you find someone who's willing to, you know, desperate to sell. And that's true yeah. with gold and silver as well. Right. If somebody's super desperate, they need cash, then yeah, they'll they'll price it cheaper than what mm-hmm. they would otherwise. But uh, it's just price not
3: it. like unheard of to get Bitcoin at the price that it says it's at. It's Maybe a lot jobs- easier
2: to get Bitcoin. I mean, even if you were to go on an exchange, you're still paying above that price because yep. the exchange charges you a fee as well. Right. Uh, but yeah, you're more likely to get Bitcoin because it's just more available. It's more liquid. It, there there are multiple places you can get Bitcoin from. Gold and silver, it's a little trickier. You've got to physically get your hands on it. And So all I'm
3: so asking much. though is like, is that what Matt was describing really like unique to gold and silver?
5: I don't think there are any real... Derivatives markets for Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Yet there may come a time where people are writing options or and things like that, and and uh, delivery contracts and so forth for cryptocurrencies. I don't really see the need for it. Hmm. Um, suckers born every minute. Somebody will come mm-hmm. up with something. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't think that really exists at this point. Not that I know of, anyway. Is there anything Actually, else to compare
3: it to? Like I, I don't know. I'm just wondering if the government's doing something to gold
5: i oh, well yeah the, it's the not price. just the government it's a it's the a bankers. whole bunch of it's bankers hmm. um they have artificially been suppressing the price depressing the price of gold and silver for, for a, a very yeah. long time i just said that i bought my first silver i think it was 2004 and i paid 428 an ounce for Damn. it right after like literally right after i bought all that silver i spent like Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of money at the time, but I spent a good chunk of what I had because I thought it was important to have, you know. Yeah. So uh, right after I bought mine, Warren Buffett came into the market and bought 128,000 ounces Mm -hmm. and wanted delivery. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Of silver? It caused a... Yeah, of silver. And it caused a huge problem. He bought his at like 505 an ounce. Mm -hmm. And it caused a massive problem that clearly, like I watched it happen in real time. It got quieted down. So they delivered like 20,000 ounces. But leased the the people who sold it to him leased the rest from him so that they could loan it out to make enough money to get physical to give him. It. it was like wow, so convoluted. So
3: obviously it was clear didn't... that
5: all of the silver they sold him didn't even exist.
3: Wow, that's really crazy. There's
5: only so much gold and silver above ground in reality, mm-hmm. and if you uh, somebody. um Like all of the gold in existence that is mined and refined and above ground and melted down and and cleaned. Someone showed me like a diagram of a block, like an actual solid block. If it was poured into all gathered together and poured into one block, the block would be like the size of one average house. Whoa. And that's, there's way less in existence than people think there actually Mm. is.
3: That's crazy. And,
5: And the interesting thing is silver is way more difficult to mine and has more use, uh, uh use cases mm-hmm. than uh, gold does. So mm-hmm. silver's technically should be a more valuable precious metal than gold is, but it just doesn't have that shine. Doesn't have shine.
3: Just so people know, the gold backs are not gold certificates. Somebody on right. Twitter was arguing with me about that. He was like, "Yeah, but you don't want those certificates. You want the real thing." I was like, "This it is, is real the gold. Real thing.
2: They're yeah. real gold. Yeah, gold absolutely. backs are real gold." Uh, so yeah. By the way, I, when you mentioned the crypto derivatives, it made me think I'd heard of that before, and I've never been on this website, this uh, FTX, but I've heard oh, a lot about yeah.
5: it. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a derivatives market. Sounds like somebody selling options on crypto there. Yeah,
2: it's it, they call themselves the cryptocurrency derivatives exchange. Do you have a credit card? No,
4: all I have is a debit card. I I don't want a credit card to be in debt I, I yeah. cannot afford it on my budget
2: you've got a debit card uh, provided by the government though right it's like an EBT card
4: no it's uh it's from the bank
2: oh you That's actually have a bank. bank you actually have a bank account
4: right it goes into direct deposit it's operated by the bank but it's a debit card
2: <laughs> I see. I uh, so the government card. puts free
5: money into your bank account and then you spend out of the bank account on your credit on your debit card.
3: Well, at least she's not also getting well, something
4: a something like that. At least she's not also getting a credit it.
3: card spending above yeah, her but means. I don't want
4: a credit card. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah, cuz the, you know, like all that mess that you're talking about. Mhm. But I just called in because we got more medians in the Linda the Streets now along <laughs> with a torn car. You know, so if
3: I'm I was really excited. if I was paying a company to build the roads, I would really want there to be medians because that's how um just like it started raining, The person driving the car switched into the next lane, and then suddenly the car I was driving in, or not driving, riding in in 2017, Mm. went into oncoming traffic, and it's 60 miles an hour there. It should have a median.
2: So you're saying that road did not have a median? It does now. would have that would have helped?
3: Probably. Maybe be like a concrete one.
2: You think that would have just gotten the Ah. attention of the other driver before an accident happened? Is that the idea?
3: No, you would just not be able to go into
4: the other lanes.
2: I mean, you can jump no, up I mean, over a median.
4: Far, how high, high is it? What you're talking about, that at three feet high. I mean, how fast were they going? What kind of road? Most
2: medians think? are like maybe six inches high. You
3: no, know? you're thinking yeah, of like the, the ones with like the grass and stuff, but yeah. there's also those concrete.
2: Like the walls. You're about a yeah, barrier? The, the barrier. Yeah.
5: okay.
3: I don't know, maybe that's yeah, not.
4: Those, yeah, those are the ones that when they're going like 40, 40 miles per hour and they're doing 60, those mm-hmm. are the ones mm-hmm. with the concrete medians that you're talking about. But no, the the ones that I'm talking about is the six, eight inch one with a, like a kind of like eight, 10 foot wide, eight foot wide. Yeah. They just
2: kind of rise up a little bit. They're not, you could roll, you could roll over the top of this fairly easily. Yeah.
3: But if you're only going, if it's only like 35 mile an hour road, it's probably good
4: enough. Well, the problem is that many of the roads here do not have that. It's got that, what is it? The solid line outside. And then the broken line on the inside, which is yellow, that means that any car could pull in and turn a left, turn a right, or make a U-E. So in other words, if somebody's not paying attention, any car could just pull in and hit each other, trying to turn a turn left or a right. I've seen lots of roads like want-
3: that, and it always makes me nervous. I'm like, you got to make sure when you're going into the turning lane in the middle. Oh, you mean like right. a suicide lane? Oh, yeah, those are even yeah. scarier.
2: According to MoneyGeek.com, average credit card debt in America in 2022 is $5,769 for the average card holder. Now, remember, that's probably more than one card. They may have one card, two cards, three cards. So that the total wow. amount of debt that that person has in quarter one of this year was $5,769. Now, older folks over 75 have the highest debt with over $8,100 on average. Those under 35 had the least At 3,700. Curiously, Alaska has the highest credit card debt per person. And then, uh, similar to what you were saying earlier, uh, Bonnie, Americans in the 60th to to almost 80th annual income percentile were the most likely to carry debt. Approximately 57% of individuals in that income bracket have credit card debt. And also, curiously, white Americans had the highest average debt per person of any racial group at $6,900, while those who identified as black or African-American had the lowest at $3,900.
3: Most uh, The most people in the United States on welfare are white people.
2: Yeah, do you think that... Um, Are black Americans more likely to be less trusting of of banks? I wonder why it would be that such a large discrepancy. I mean, we're talking about a $3,000 per person average discrepancy there between whites and black credit card.
5: Maybe, uh, Maybe banks are less likely to give black people loans. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe well, there's some racism in that uh, institution.
2: Could be, but I mean, that's if in that case, it's working in their favor because having High five uh, to them. Yeah, <laughs> less credit card debt is uh, is definitely a good thing. I mean that that stuff is uh, you know it's making life difficult on folks. As Bonnie was pointing out here, especially as uh, the prices of everything is going up, people's people's financial habits haven't gotten better. So now people are making quote unquote more. But in the reality, it doesn't buy as much right. as it used to. So your $15 an hour job today isn't enough to get by. Remember the whole fight for 15 mm-hmm. Well, here it is. How's that looking for you? Didn't work, did it? I mean, didn't we say that wasn't going to work? Yeah, we said that. All because right. minimum wage is uh, just economic nonsense.
3: I was always telling, trying to explain that to my sister, that if she elected Bernie and then we got $15, uh, $15 an hour minimums, it wouldn't be like having $15 an hour back in 2015 when I was explaining this to her it would be like everything would go up in price and your money wouldn't buy as much
2: exactly and now it's even worse because they've been inflating the money supply uh you know just adding uh, money to the supply which of course brings prices up and of course that always happens before wages trail it so prices go up and then people who are, you know, employers realize they've got to start paying their employees more. They're going to lose them to the employers who are going to, who are willing to pay them some more. So you you do see an increase in wages as inflation is is rising. But it always just is slower. The wage raises come later. You know, it might be six months before you know, after prices gone up before you finally get some sort of raise. And even then, it's still not going to be enough to keep your standard of living where it was before the inflation really started to hit hard. right
5: you'll perpetually be chasing that
2: according to CNBC.com, in a story published uh, yesterday they're looking at the delinquency rates of people with credit card debt and does that
3: mean just people who stop paying people who are
2: behind oh. right so people who are uh, are not paid up according or maybe it is people who've stopped paying uh, that's a good question what is a delinquency rate on on a credit card? Delinquency rates, oh, here it is, the portion of payments late 90 days or more, okay, so not Uh-oh. not somebody who's just you know a month behind, but somebody who's more than 90, 90 days behind, uh, is up uh, to 5.32% from the 5.16% in the prior quarter. So that number's going up according and to this.
3: that's when it hits your credit score. So imagine you get- Is a, that
2: right, after 90 days?
3: It's either 90 or 30, but either way. Imagine you get a credit card just because you're like, oh, I want to get a good credit score and I'll take care of it. Then you go crazy with it. Mm -hmm. Then it's hurting your credit score because you're a delinquent.
2: Yep. Uh, There's a responsible way to use credit cards. And then there's the way that irresponsible people do it. The responsible way is, well, only put things on there that you you need to. Like, okay, you're going to buy gasoline, right? So you put that on the credit card. And then just make sure you've saved enough money at the end of the month to pay that bill. Yep. Right. You 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 have to be aware of how much money that you have, so you don't go beyond your means. So you know you have to pay attention to that. And, and credit cards are for not are not for people who aren't paying attention. And the problem with it is one of the problems with credit cards is they encourage people to not pay attention. And and the uh, the guy from Goldback actually made this point at. Uh, the speech that he gave. It's on the Free State Projects channel. At yeah, Porkfest? At the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He gave this, you know, it was a 50-minute speech, and it was very, very good. And, and one of the things he pointed out was that young people today do not understand money in the same way that maybe, Matt, you and I might have been raised to, to understand money. Uh, Bonnie, you seem to have been raised by fiscally responsible parents, so I, you get it where maybe some of your classmates or whatever are completely clueless about this. They have from, you know, as old as they, from whatever age they were able to take care of their own finances, have never had the reason to spend cash. They've always had things like credit cards in their hands or debit cards or whatever, where when you go and you pay for something, you just swipe this magical plastic thing and then item comes to you. Yep. Right? Like there's no, there's no, even though you're losing something out of an account, you don't see it happening. You don't feel it happening. You're not actually having to take something out of your wallet and have that go away. It's not, you know, that's that experience of actually spending something. I don't know if that's a there. big
5: deal, though, because you could argue the kind of the same psychology being at work when people started carrying checkbooks everywhere with them.
2: At least mm-hmm. with crypto, you see your balance before you, or you can, right? Some wallets will allow you to obscure it so yeah. the cashier doesn't see it or whatever. But you can see easily see your balance before and after the transaction.
5: You can see all your transactions if you open up that right. coin. So when you're going through there, if I see a bunch of reds and not enough greens... You know, when I see those red transactions, those are that's money I sent. If I see green ones, it makes me happy because it's money coming in.
2: Right. So if you're right. not fiscally responsible, you really shouldn't have a credit card. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, maybe you can train yourself with a what do they call them? The uh, there's like a prepaid a, a, credit card, a secured credit secured card. card. Yeah, maybe you could you could use that to kind of get used to it uh, as you train yourself on that, and perhaps what we're talking about with this. Lack of the spending sensation, lack of loss when you know young people are not experiencing this. Maybe that's one reason why surprise surprise, the eighteen to twenty nine year old demographic has the worst delinquency rates when it comes to credit cards with nine point three six percent of those in that age bracket being what they call delinquent. again with uh, that's with terrible. yeah, with more than 90 days late payments. Uh, as compared to folks over the age of 70, they're probably a little more financially responsible with only 4.26%. So there's a scale, and obviously well, the younger you get, the worse you are with this these stuff.
3: These people are getting really, really uh, bad deal, and I feel like it sounds really mean when you keep just saying they're irresponsible. Like uh, it, A lot of bad stuff is happening all at once to these people. The supply chains are messed up. They weren't allowed to work. or
2: But these people had this problem before hmm. COVID. I mean, we've been talking about Americans' credit card debt, and debt in general, right? Because you also have home loans, you also have car loans, you also have school loans, and all of these things weigh on people, and they make life very, very difficult. And people are not taught financial responsibility in government school, and that's what most people go to. People are taught how to write a check. That's what they taught me in school, was how to write a check. They taught us a little bit about APR, and that's about it. There was nothing that encouraged people I didn't to, get taught any of that Yeah, in was, high school. There was nothing that encouraged people to budget, to figure out how much they're spending, to cut back on things that are unnecessary. I,
5: I had investments classes in high school.
2: Really? Yeah. And they taught you some of this stuff? Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's unusual. Well, I had
5: a business math. I was in a business-oriented math uh, of high school uh direction. Mm-hmm. So I had a business math class or two and and then I had um I had a history class. It was actually half the year was history, half the year was economics and in the economics section we had a big investments stock market, how it all works, stocks, bonds. And- well, I
3: would be really interested if you could find out if your high school you went to still teaches those things because it sounds unheard that, that of. That
5: teacher's retired, so mm-hmm. I don't know who took his place and
2: Well, plus you shouldn't have to learn about invest I don't know Jack Diddley about, you know, what a futures or a derivatives or uh, you know, all these different terms are. I know nothing about it.
6: I'm a hardcore gamer and okay. every single game that I have been playing thus far has just been filled and I mean filled with political statements from like the lgbtq and blm
3: like new games
6: no older ones too it's actually creeping into older ones too and now i'm just like why why is that even important can you give me a
2: specific example uh, like how it could be creeping into an older game i mean those games were made older
6: franchises
2: yeah what give me an example of what you've seen
6: yeah, so like in, uh, let's just say like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, that's like a two year old game. Okay. And it's already a little older. Already, I see like DLM statements like uh, celebrate black history or like support this or support this to uh, unlock something. And it, it's just ridiculous how something like that can be introduced to a game, especially if children are playing, because children should not be exposed to that kind of stuff. Well, I don't know if
2: there's anything wrong with black history or whatever. Are we talking about like, because there's one thing to say that Black Lives Matter. It's another thing to say communism is a good thing. And there's, you know, a wide range of people within the Black Lives Matter movement, just because you might... Think that police need to be held to account for their actions doesn't necessarily follow that you're also a rabid communist, which some of the BLM people are. So I'm not real sure if you've said something yet that has been particularly offensive. I mean, can you you know, give me a specific example?
6: Uh, of like what? What are you trying to ask? What to are you offended
2: these? by? What is it that you found I'm, offensive?
6: I'm offended because I I just don't like I just don't like seeing movements in games because games are supposed to be a way of releasing your mind from this world, mm-hmm. and to see that it's in our games it's just a well
5: little the, the like- people who are making the games are towing a line i mean they're 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 also part of corporate America, and corporate mm-hmm. America has taken a big bite of that, you know whatever the the, oh, yeah. the, the modern movement of the day they're going to jump on board with. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like it because I don't like.
2: Well, you play games. Have you seen? I, I play. Any of I,
5: this? I play. I play Call of Duty. I have. I don't really look at that stuff. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't read the side. The you know the, the side quest type stuff and the the advertising. I bought the Snoop Dogg skin, <laughs> so I fight as Snoop Dogg now. <laughs> oh my god! He's got like eight real pimping oh. costumes you can wear. Oh, um, man. you know, I I. I Spend a little money on Call of Duty here and there mm-hmm. for cute things like that sometimes. But, but you've uh, never,
2: have, you, have you seen? one I, ha- of these I don't I
5: haven't seen anything like that. But mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not looking for it.
3: Yeah. Like in movies, I've definitely seen this, Jason, in movies, and it gets so old. It's like you want to watch a movie to, you know, get away from the world that is, you know, just so annoying, and you have to see all these things all the time anyway, and they're just pushing some kind of political narrative. Yeah, I can see that. That is like so. Annoying and kind of like commercial because you know that they don't actually care; they're just pimping they're doing their agenda because they
2: think it's going to make them money, right? I, Isn't that why all these companies money. are coming on board with the Pride Month? Thing? I don't think if that's the
5: case. I think they are vastly overestimating the audience that's in support of know, those movements.
3: I don't know because I have definitely bought things just because they're rainbow, especially at Pride parades. Like by the Bud Light can that's rainbow and. Things yeah, like you don't that. strike just, me as a bud drinker. I only bought it because it was rainbow. <laughs>
5: so yeah, they on only you. made very few of those to give to that one parade. They're not selling that all over the United no. States. They're not selling that Wichita, Kansas.
3: I so. think you guys just underestimate the amount of um, gay people there are and all their friends who like to party. It's a whole A lot thing. of the
5: gay people I know are really fed up with that movement. I feel like they the majority of them- with, They don't want to be associated with- with like uh what drags drag time drag story hour or whatever the drag queen story mm-hmm. hour they don't like that the ones that I know don't like it
2: um I think Jason maybe to something to pre- here because it doesn't makes it it really doesn't make sense from an economic perspective of why are you trying to piss some people off right because you know while you think it may make you some extra money from the people who support pride like they're going to buy a rainbow skin or or something like that or a, Whatever we're talking about, uh, skins for their, what are the upgrades you can get? Guns and yeah. skins and things like that. Uh, they're going to buy that stuff, but there's going to be people who get mad about it, and so obviously some percentage of customers are going to possibly leave because of these moves. Why not just leave it out? Yeah,
5: why not just leave it out? Why why can't you just? I if if I'm selling a product, I want it to be as non-political A-political as yeah. possible. I would we'll be not one want thing if it was the be.
3: only option. My thing is, I think that I would see a bigger issue with this if it was something like, uh, you know, communism, like Ian said. I just don't see, I don't know, I I personally wouldn't be offended by it.
2: Well, obviously they're banking that not enough people will be offended by it to make any difference. Here's my question for you, Jason. Have you quit playing the game?
6: Oh, yeah. I deleted it the second I saw it. I've literally been off games for like, maybe six months because I've just been seeing so much of it. So I literally quit gaming for six months, I just started getting back into
2: it. So, what is your plan now? I mean, if this is something that is so uh, systemic, if it's out there so common, how are you avoiding it? Are you playing classic games where this stuff didn't exist, or what are you doing to uh, to avoid it?
6: Yeah, more older generation, like PS2, PS3, mm-hmm. even 4, that games are not involved with that kind of stuff. And even if they do, I just Write a letter to the company and just to say, like enough, like that. That's it. I, I'm so sick and tired of people putting political statements in video games. So it just needs to stop. So you actually it, have really,
2: given them. That was going to be my, one of my other questions. Was in addition to not playing their game anymore, have you actually talked to you know sent something to them to let them know that you're not happy with them politicizing things?
6: Well, yeah, they okay. basically just they basically just told me to. F myself, basically. Well, I'm
2: surprised the, they even responded.
6: Well,
3: well, can I ask how? Do you have a better example of something being politicized than a pride flag? Because I just don't see that as political.
5: Um, I do. I, 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 think I, I think disagree. I think that's it's polarizing.
2: I mean, it, I don't know. It's not
3: political, though.
2: It's not political, as in you're supporting one candidate or another. Right. But but it is going to offend some people. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but exactly. but if you can give another example, by all means. I mean they, they haven't been pimping like the Democratic Party or Joe Biden, have they?
6: They've done it a couple of times where during the election they were putting out like vote for this and or vote for Trump and Biden, and it was everywhere. Literally, I was just seeing gamer tags with clan tags that said
2: Trump. Well, Biden, clan Trump. tags you can't do anything about. I mean that's not the that's not the company, right? Like if somebody wants to put Trump in their username then there's nothing that you can do to stop that, nor should anything be done to stop that. I mean if, if you want to name yourself I love Joe Biden or whatever, uh, touch me Joe, then you know, you should be able to do that if that's what you want to do in your gamertag As a manager, I would want to know what my employee did that was upsetting. Make you missed him, yeah, you need the feedback. Right. Yeah. So I, mean, I just
3: I really don't think that it's offending more people than not okay. I think more people just don't care or like it than people who are legitimately going to stop playing a game because they saw a pride flag.
2: You may be right about that and, I think and maybe that's, that's more why they're continuing to do it.
3: More of the more I think that's one of the most easily offended things that I can think of. Like I can't
2: But is it necessary to pander to uh, to people? I mean, cuz ultimately that's that seems like pandering to me. You've got a game That is about killing people. I mean, that's what the game is, right? Call of Duty is if it moves, shoot it, unless it's on your team. Shouldn't they
3: be allowed to try to make as much money as they want? And this is a big thing right now that they can make money. Yeah, and if they
2: think that this is going to make them more money then they absolutely should do whatever they think is going to make them more money but you know they do need to understand that some people are going to be upset about it it is going to be resulting in uh people that are going to bad mouth a game or whatever and this guy just did it on on national radio so i mean had they just stuck to military outfits or have the pride outfit but just have it in the 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 long list of outfits rather than calling attention to it maybe it would have gone a little differently for them i don't know Maybe I
3: mean, because it was Pride Month, they want to advertise it because it's something that a bunch of people will want to buy and they'll make more money. But
2: they're not selling it. They, would get, they gave it away. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, free. I don't know. Maybe they're, that way people are more inclined to go buy their other things because they're like, oh, I like now changing out my outfits and stuff like maybe.
1: that. Hey, I wanted to bring up um, violence and the nap. and I would The like nap is the
2: non-aggression nap. principle. That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. It's the principle that you shouldn't initiate violence against other people, or even the threat of violence. Um, Although I would say, as an aside, that people may disagree as to who is initiating things, because some people might say they are simply retaliating against, uh, you know, a perceived uh, aggression, like maybe I believe in intellectual property and you're violating my intellectual property, so I will uh, initiate violence. Uh, but you're saying, but I, but you're going to say initiated it, and I'm going to say that in fact I retaliated. Well,
3: you know, I would so. say that if you're defending yourself, it's never violence; it's only defensive force. You shouldn't right, use but the word violence. He's talking about intellectual
2: property, and that is an an issue on which libertarians have disagreements. So some don't believe in the idea of intellectual property. So if I copy, you know, you make a song, and I decide I like that song, so I'm going to copy it and play it at my bar or whatever. Uh, I think I should be free to do that, but you might want to use violence to stop me to do it, which of course would say that suggests that you believe that your intellectual property is worth harming people over. That's what some people who believe Something in
3: intellectual property—if it's taken from you doesn't actually cause any loss—is not theft.
2: Well, then you would be against intellectual property in that case yes. because ideas can be uh, can be copied without loss to the the original creator of them. But go ahead, Greg.
1: Yeah, so like if you're defending yourselves and your body, I think everyone agrees that's defensive. But if you defend some sort of other thing, like you know, you believe that you own 10,000 houses and someone squats in one of those houses, then you might want to evict them with force. But someone else may say, Well, that's preposterous. You can't own about 10,000 houses. What do you mean? Whatever. So anyways, my point is... Well, now
2: that- you're talking about another issue, right? So intellectual property is, is dealing with the, the concept of ideas being property. Now you're talking about the question of how much physical property can a person legitimately own, and should there be limits uh, to that? And that, again, is another kind of interesting uh, discussion.
1: That's right. And so what I'd like to say, though, is that online, with the metaverse and things happening online, we have a chance to create communities, which sometimes could be digital twins of real cities and so on, that have zero violence, that there's literally no way to hurt somebody. And even in a first person shooter, they're like, yeah, kill me again. That's fun. You know? mm-hmm. So in other words, there's really not a lot you can do to someone just online. So yeah, and you're
2: saying that people are becoming more complacent, and and isn't this? And I a wouldn't reason- say
3: sorry. I wouldn't say revolution is necessarily violent if it's in self-defense.
2: Well, it almost always has been. But though,
3: violent means time. you're not. You're just initiating force.
2: You're well, no, the one initiating violence- it. That's the initiation of violence, but violence can be in, in self-defense, as you as you, know, you pointed out. But uh, isn't that the work. reason why we ought to be skeptical of the metaverse, Greg, is that it, this is something that people like the World Economic Forum uh, and others are pushing for the specific purpose of pacifying people, get people to be uh, focused with within these digital worlds and not be so concerned with the people taking advantage of them in physical reality, like the, the governments what? of the world.
1: For me, this is where the rubber meets the road. I think that in the online version of the world, the corporations like Facebook and Meta, you know, Mm -hmm. um, if if as you start to become one with the uh, the hive mind, if you will, um, getting the virtual reality glasses, like, and then later getting the Neuralink in ten years, (laughs) you know, having it in your brain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I care very deeply that the corporations which are the analog of states online mm. don't control the software because you don't want to grant you know have the smells or whatever come from a corporate thing i want it to be more like minecraft or open source where you can run your own server and do whatever you want because imagine
2: doesn't microsoft main... own micro minecraft uh,
1: maybe it does but my point is minecraft is the kind of thing where it runs uh, on its own like you can run your own thing
2: can you okay uh, as a,
1: yeah but maybe like open source is the best, uh, most free thing there is in my opinion online, because what otherwise would happen is you're hooked into the software as a service or something that's always on broadband, right? And you're basically the board,
2: so Matt, you had some. Sounds like good news. Another good news uh, story coming out of California courts for gun owners. Yeah, there's there. a
5: really important Supreme Court case, uh, Bruin, the, the Bruin case, B R U E N, that was. Oh, I thought it was brewing. Like it was the no case Bruin. Was brewing. It's okay, Bruin. Bruin. Um, that was. Uh, judged at the Supreme Court level uh, fairly recently a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, I don't know maybe it's over a month ago now but uh, what they what they're finding it, it, that was over the New York's uh, that was over pistol permits in New York in New York, uh, York there were a may issue they now they're shall issue. Um, everything should have always been shall issue if they're going to be at all. But so. But is wh- that
2: actually what's happening or are they New trying York's fighting to- it,
5: obviously. California's yeah. fighting it, obviously. They're going to get themselves into a lot of trouble by doing that and they don't care. That's tax prepare money. What kind they're
2: of gonna- trouble are they going to get into? Well, I mean, the can, Supreme Court's not going to send the uh, military uh, with, in.
5: With a, well, no, but they can be sued for deprivation of rights under color of law. You can get, cops can get trouble for that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, various, the government can be sued for those types of things. Mm-hmm. You know, deprivation of rights is. Bad and now that the Supreme Court has found uh, along these lines, it makes it really easy to bring such a lawsuit,
1: mm-hmm. so,
5: or a lot easier anyway. Um, <clears throat> so that said, um, now uh, how the decision read, written by Clarence Thomas, was that any laws have to follow any, any regulations and laws have to follow the the text, history, and tradition of. The law itself. So the Second, the Second Amendment... Amendment? Oh. Yeah. It was actually... Uh, there was also also an EPA uh, an EPA case that contributed to this, too. Yeah. So uh, what they found This is the was, major questions doctrine. The major questions we talked about doctrine. talked about it the other night. Yep, yep. So uh, now... California has had a magazine ban for a long time. You're not allowed to have over a thirty round, over ten round magazine in California. Okay. Or
3: Massachusetts. Or, or New
5: York. Right? A whole bunch of places. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who does now, but. California is one of the chief offenders of sure. you know having bad. They don't laws even like let that. you
2: have your guns, right? Like you have to keep them in a locked case at home. That they're kind of they're thing. very draconian,
5: yeah. and and it's and it's horrible. And a lot of the a lot of the magazines have to be locked permanently into the gun. What? And yeah. So in order to actually load, how the, do you reload? <laughs> like an AR fifteen, you literally have to break the gun in half and pack it full from the top because the magazine won't come out. So what? Uh, yeah, it's it's stupid. Don't even get me started oh my on that. Gosh. I've never so, heard that. So now the now the Every government that wants to do this has to prove that in order for a law to be constitutional, it has to be it has to abide by the text history and tradition behind the subject matter in question. Okay. So um, clearly there are no rules in history to, to the you know, back to seventeen eighty nine or ninety one or whatever it was. Probably
2: not even in the California. Not even in California,
5: no. So, uh, so now the uh, a court case that was centered around the magazine ban in uh, in 2019, they had what was called Freedom Week when one federal judge uh, for a, a week declared that magazine the magazine ban in California was unlawful was unconstitutional for a week for one week. Well, he, he it was appealed and they put a stay on his finding. So oh, for one okay. week. It was legal. And during that week, all these magazine manufacturers were bringing in helicopter loads of Mm -hmm. magazines. They sold millions of magazines in one week. They were basically giving them away, too. So all of those magazines are grandfathered in. And Mm -hmm. since then, it went back to court. It's been a couple years. And it went up to uh, the uh, the Ninth Circuit en banc panel, which found that judge wrong. And then Mm -hmm. it went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has said, no, that's the, the, the first judge had it right. This is totally unconstitutional. I'm kicking it back down to your on-bank panel. The on-bank panel doesn't want to deal with it. And they don't want to be wrong. So they're just going to stick it to the guy who originally found it to be not unconstitutional, who they're now calling St. Benitez. His is Judge Benitez. They call him hmm. St. Benitez.
2: You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24 7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com free talk lives amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through patreon so please join amps.freetalklive.com for just five dollars a month thank you for listening to and sharing free talk live